You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, welcome back to the podcast. I am so glad to have you today. Today's podcast is going to feature an interview with a friend. I have our superintendent of our school district, Dr. Matt Dillon, with us. Matt, welcome. Thank you for the invite. Glad to be here, Ben. Oh, man, I'm glad to have you. So I want to introduce you. A lot of our church family, they already know you. They see you in the hallways of their school or their parents have met you. So I just want to introduce you to those church members who maybe don't have somebody in school right now and they don't know you as well as they could. So, Matt, how long have you been in Pedal? Hard to believe I'm going to my seventh year as superintendent. And, I, you know, you hear the whole thing, uh, time flies when you're having fun and things just happen so quickly. And yeah. that's where I'm at right now. It's hard to believe. I'm in my seventh school year here in the district. Well, it's been awesome to watch your leadership and to make a friendship. So, um, you know, behind the scenes, I know that you are an excellent leader for our school district. Um, but I also just want to let our church family know that, I mean, you're a, you're a good prayer partner and a good friend. You've been very supportive of a lot of things that Carterville's trying to do and a lot of things that I've tried to do personally. Yeah. Um, and I feel super comfortable trying to support you and pray for you. So you really are, behind the scenes, a friend to the church, even for our folks who don't know you. So thanks a lot for making time for the podcast. Definitely, definitely. Glad to be here. So I want to talk about leadership just a little bit. And one of the reasons that I invited you today is because you, have, you and I have talked about leadership. I know, I know that you're reading leadership, you listen to podcasts, you're studying, you want to be a good leader. So God's made you a good leader. I mean, that's obvious and you don't find yourself accidentally in a position like the superintendent of schools. But I also know that you want intentionally to continue to be a better leader, to keep developing your skills. And so I'm confident that in the hardest leadership season that our country may have ever experienced in our lifetimes, you've learned some things about leadership. Sure. You know, leadership is never easy. You know, I talk to many other leaders across our state and really across the nation and part of a consortium I'm with. And we often talk about even in the good time, leadership is really not easy. You know, right. There's season and rhythms that you get into that goes really well. But it's at time when you have pandemics, you have tornadoes, you have right. deaths, you have unique circumstances is really when leadership is so important uh, because you're in influencing and guiding people. You know, a lot of times people talk about leadership and just because you have the title, that's one component of it. But really, leadership is much behind a title. That's right. It's the influencing and, and loving and pouring into people is really what drives me. And what you said is so true. I, I want to be better today than I was yesterday. I have that growth mindset. I want to be better. But I want to center everything I do around relationships. And that's the key to my leadership is relationships, loving on people, uh, no matter if they're happy or not happy with what's going on in the district or yeah. whatever the case may be, I want to pour into people. So you're in a leadership spot, like a lot of leaders, where there's no way to make everybody happy. So you're a very relational person and you recognize the people component of leadership. Well, we also recognize that in leadership, yours, mine, lots of people, you can't please everybody. So let's let's take a look at COVID and figure out how to lead well, knowing that the scorecard cannot be 100% of the people said I did a great job, but the scorecard's got to be the people that I lead are benefiting. Like I'm doing the best that can be done to care for them. So let's take a look at COVID. Like for me, I know, all right, so March came around, you guys were on spring break. Um, you know, the church gets the word that, you know, there's a pandemic that's approaching. So in one Sunday, you know, we looked up and said, I think it's spring break Sunday. You know, we gathered for church. You know, it was probably half of our normal crowd. People were nervous. But the next Sunday, like we were told we couldn't gather 
um, because we were public gathering, right? So we went we went from everything we knew to live stream only. At the same time, you guys were having to make the decision, hey, we're going to have two weeks of spring break. We got to figure out on our feet what to do. So then you guys had virtual delivery for the rest of the year, unprecedented, right? right. And this summer, as we were all thinking, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Everybody's looking at the school district saying, hey, what are y'all going to do? What are y'all going to do? And to think about how many families you serve and the magnitude of pedal school districts and the, the life and the rhythm that everybody has around the school district. Man, I, I prayed for you. I worried for you. I mean, I knew how much pressure how much pressure it was to lead in a church. And I thought, oh, man, God bless our leaders at the schools. I cannot imagine. So here's what I want to ask you. During that time when you guys were going through I mean, high-pressure decisions, just like we were, what did God teach you, Matt, about trying to lead? Um, not, not connected to any one decision, you know, not specifically over this or that, but when the dynamics of change were so high that you could not predict what would happen two weeks from now, but you're still having to make a plan to come back to school. You're trying to give confidence when everybody around you is afraid and worried. What did God teach you about leadership? What I learned through that time is there was no manual to go through. There's no book, (laughs) there's no course you can take with a pandemic. So it puts you in a very unique situation. But what I rested upon every night before I went to bed is knowing I did what was in the best interest of student, staff, and families. Awesome. Even though you didn't understand maybe all the things going on behind the scenes, meaning I was a part of daily video calls with uh, state officials, local officials, medical experts, getting all the facts right. to make decisions. And and really my guide was to, to lean upon the Bible yeah. and to read. I found uh, a lot of comfort in reading some uh, some scriptures that, that let me know that you're going to go through some t- hard times, some challenging times, but also if you do what's right, most of the time it's going to be okay in the end. And that's what I found is uh, even though sometimes in my own household uh, people didn't agree with what, what some of the things we were looking to do, and that's just part of it. You're not going to yeah. make everybody happy, and this is just on a bigger scale. It's very magnified right. uh, as far as your decision-making. And so many people around the community, like you said, were making decisions based on what the schools were doing, the churches, the, the ball the ball teams at PYSA and all the yeah. other different things. So a lot of pressure fall, fell upon me and my team, but we took comfort in knowing behind the scenes we were doing everything in the best interest of our students, faculty, and staff, and families uh, with the facts and the accurate information that we had at, at, at that time. Uh, so really, I guess the, the lesson that it taught me as a leader is uh, you know, sometimes you're going to be on the island and sometimes you can't ask for a survey. You can't ask for all this information because this is hard information you have to work on. And sometimes you just have to lead. And I think with the buy-in uh, that our team has with the community, uh, they, they understand that we're putting students and, and staff and people first. And, and ultimately, I think they trust us as a whole. You know, a great, I think a, a great biblical background for that is the book of Nehemiah, which I think um, you're, you worship at First Baptist. Brad Eubank is a friend of mine and he's your pastor. And I know Brad preached a sermon series on this sometimes back. I can't remember if it was before your seven years or if it was, you know, during the seven years you've been there. But uh, in, in the book of Nehemiah, you know, God brings this guy who was the cupbearer for the king he brings him back to Jerusalem, and he becomes a wall builder and a governor. I mean, he's a he's a an engineer, a community organizer, an architect, and then a political leader. And that's not what his training was, right? I mean, his his background was he used to take care of the king, and now God brought him into. The, but during this space, he faces threats from inside the city. He sabotage from people who are against him. He 
faces threats from outside the city. In fact, there was a season where everybody showed up for work every day with a board in one hand to build the wall and a weapon in the other because they thought they were going to get attacked. Like I can't imagine how hard it was to lead the people. Their families were hungry. They were facing the challenges as basically trying to rebuild their lives anyway from scratch, sort of what we would imagine a refugee life to be like. And while they're in the middle of that, they're also trying to take care of their people and take care of their city. And so Nehemiah is approached, you know, with all kinds of different temptations to leave the project. And one of the times that where he's asked to come and meet with some people and they're just trying to trick him, they're trying to distract him. He says, no, God has given me this great work to do and I cannot come down from the wall. And so believers use that as a leadership principle, like to focus that when God gives you a great task to do, it might not be easy. There might be opposition from every side. But don't lose sight of the great task that God's given you. That kind of clarifying focus is yeah. good for leadership. And I think some of the things you just said, too, you know, outside of our skin of work, we're not medical experts. That's right. You got posed and had these different situations. That's and, true. And really, people also fail to realize we really have the normal things that take place over the summer, preparing for a new school year, That's in right. addition yeah. to COVID, pandemic, and all the other protocols. So. Uh, very much the most challenging time in my uh, career, especially over this last six months. Oh, wow, it's yeah. just been very tough, but it's also been very rewarding to see our people come together and unify for a common cause yeah. and, and then put some good things together. Yeah. Well, hey, I'm proud of what you've done. And I just want to encourage our church leaders, like as you're out there leading today, whether it's in the school or whether it's at your workplace or in church, as you're leading, lead well. And I know that one of the challenges of COVID, it's made everything so difficult that I think it's draining for leaders. I think it's emotionally, it's been very taxing. I know most leaders that I know uh, have gone through a season where they were just worn out on the inside. So I just wanna encourage you, you know, Dr. Dillon, everybody listening, myself, man, make sure that you're plugged in to the Lord, that you are abiding in Christ because this is a challenging time, but a great opportunity, you know, so let's not miss the moment. Dr. Dillon, before we lose you, let me just ask you, how can our church family be praying for you? So this podcast, you know, our church family will listen to this, share it with some friends of theirs, but I want us to end by knowing how we can pray for you. So when, when the podcast wears out, everybody takes a moment just to pray for the church and our mission. How can we pray for you? First of all, just our friendship, just you and I, just the encouraging texts and conversations we have mean so much to me and it's very encouraging to me. And, and I think you understand some of the situations I'm in and uh, being a leader yourself, it, it means a lot. So I want to say thank you for our friendship and what you mean to me and the way that you encourage me. Uh, as far as from a church family standpoint, just uh, prayer for patience for all of our people. Uh, you have teachers now that are teaching traditional and virtual. They have a lot on their plate. Uh, you have administrators that typically would love to stay three or four steps ahead. It's just not the season we're in right now. Sometimes we're living day to day, week to week, depending on what the circumstances are. And uh, so I, I think the biggest thing right now is, is what you just said. This is mentally and emotionally draining. Uh, a lot of times in my life, my days are long. They're 12-hour days, but also they include extracurricular activities. But this has been the most mentally taxing and emotionally taxing stretch just because everything's hitting, hitting you at every different angle. And sometimes you don't have all the answers, and that's okay. Uh, but but it's, you know, it's different as far as that goes. So I think just an abundance of patience, uh, abundance of, of uh, just people coming together and praying for our teachers, our students uh, that, that are back into a routine, which is a good thing because some need the meals, uh, some need the social-emotional uh, help that we provide them, and of course the academic piece, and, and then the, the activities that go along with what we do in our district are so important. So, um, you know, as we get more information, we're, we're making changes and tweaking, and here's another thing, 
we're, we're over communicating. Our goal is to communicate like never before, but also understand that sometimes things change. It's such a fluid situation at a drop of a hat. It's not that we had information and was withholding it. Things are changing rapidly <laughs> right around us. And, and sometimes yes. I learn information on a press conference just like the general public does, right. which can be very frustrating. Right. Uh, so just patience and understanding and grace and empathy are the things that we really ask our pa- our parents and our families to help out with. And, and I think our staff, they've just gone above and beyond. And they're tired. Uh, but but the, the conversations I just left from a meeting is uh, our, our, our teachers are not using nothing. They're, they're answering emails late at night. They're doing whatever they can, whether they're traditional or virtual. They're doing the best they can. And that's why I love raising my kids in pedal. And that's why I love being a part of this district is they care so much. So just the strength. We need, we need strength just to endure week to week, holiday to holiday, to move forward throughout the year and knowing that things can change at a drop of the hat and, and we've got to be able to adjust and, and tweak and do things different. Well, we will pray for you. And in fact, if we can, I'll wrap up this podcast with a short and very simple prayer for you. Father, I thank you for Dr. Dillon and for those that he leads. I ask your grace for him, Lord, for his family, for his household right now. Father, that you would nurture them with your spirit. Father, that you would allow them to deeply benefit from the grace of their faith. Lord, that you would fill them with strength. Also pray for those they lead. Father, I pray for our district, for every individual school, for every campus, for every household, every family, every teacher. Lord, that during this season of high stress, Lord, you would bless our district, that you grant us grace, teach us to love one another well. Lord, that you would allow us to learn from the virtues of our Christian faith so that we could give more love, more grace, more peace, more patience to our community and to our school right now while we need it. We ask for your blessings over our children, our families, and Dr. Dillon as he prays for them and leads them. We ask for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Doc, thanks for being with us. I appreciate it. My treat, man. Always a pleasure.